You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. You know, I'm not only excited for this morning and this coming week, I am excited for the next 10 weeks as we are about to start a new series on the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments, ten weeks. Looking at our bumper video, you know, it makes my heart beat faster. You know, I come before you, you know, just humbling myself, just believing, you know, that, that this series will be able to minister to me as well. That is my prayer this morning, that to each and every one, God will, you know, will once again speak to you. The Holy Spirit will minister to you. And that we will be able to live lives worthy of God. You know, I, want, I just want to uh, start off with a word of prayer. Uh, before I officially start, let's all bow down our heads. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. Lord, we thank you indeed that your word is the final authority for our conduct. Lord, the way that we live our lives, that we, the, the way that we manage our relationships, the way that we work, and everything that we do. Holy Spirit, would you speak to us? Speak to us today. Make your word so clear to us that we may be able to live our lives in fear and trembling, knowing that indeed that we are serving, that we are honoring, and that we are giving praise to our one true God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Right, 10 weeks. You know, just, uh, I, I just want to repeat it again. I'm just so excited. And that at the end of this series, not only today, that we will be able to learn and to have a clearer clearer lens of God's love for His people as expressed in the giving of His commandments leading to a life of obedience to Him. I'd like to read uh, something from Exodus 19. It's not in the PowerPoint. Verses 5 to 6, it tells us here, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession." Among all peoples, for all the earth is mine. This is the Lord speaking. In verse 6, it says here that, And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. And then these are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. You know, I believe that whatever God has spoken before, it is still the same word that is uh, being spoken to us. The same message, the very same things that we will be doing at this time, talking about Ten Commandments, you know, at home, I, I, I'm sure, you know, for those of you who are parents here, you have a set of rules, rules and regulations at home. I have my set of rules inside the car. Our youngest son, you know, he, he really hates this rule for me saying that, you know, Julio, you are not allowed to step on the step board. You know what the step board is? A stepboard is used for stepping, diba? so that you can get inside the car. Now, the reason why I'm telling him that you cannot step on the stepboard is because I don't want to, uh, for, for it to become dirty. I always want the stepboard to be clean. Isn't that weird? One more rule that I was uh, confirming with him you know, this morning is that Julio, even anyone else who rides in my, in my car, Julio, keep your, or everyone, you know, keep your feet within the mat of the car. 
do not step like that. And you know, when your when your foot, if you have your big feet, you know, just put your feet like this. You cannot step on that uh, carpet. You know, just beyond the mat, you cannot step on it. It will make my car dirty. Hate it. <laughs> That's what my son says, and he tells me, you know. I really cannot clearly understand why you have come up with such rules, but he will obey. You know, sometimes we come up uh, with, with rules and regulations at, ho- at home, and uh, these are for selfish intentions, really for selfish intentions, and it's not really born out of love. One of the things that we tell them is that, you know, please just don't come home late. Para naman mga bata, itong mga ito, they're already 27 and 28. Pero I just want that protection for them. Please don't come home late. And then uh, sometimes we also tell them that you shall prevent yourselves you know, from spending time alone with, with your girlfriend or your boyfriend. You know, this also goes with, with our pamangkins. You know, because there is indeed danger. You're not yet married and you allow yourself to be out there, diba, inside your car where it's heavily tinted, hindi pwede. It's just a reminder, you know, as a parent. And sometimes we also tell them that be careful whom you are being friends with. Because this might be the people who, you know, they may pull you back to, <laughs> di ba? Mga unbeliever friends. I'm not saying that you stay away from them, but just be very careful. You know, just among other things. Some of the things that we tell them. Now, in other words, we are creating just boundaries for them. Creating boundaries for their safety and protection. Probably, just probably, this can pass as a parent's love for their children. I don't know if that's how they view it. Because sometimes they view it as, as a controlling, ano, di ba? I might be called a controlling freak. Di ba? Lahat na lang bawal. Ang dami naman hindi pwede. Diba? Rules that may be born out of love, but not necessarily perfect. The Ten Commandments was written by our perfect God, and then therefore, it is our perfect law, born out of perfect love. Now, why was there a need for us you know, to, to hear the Ten Commandments? And that is what we are going to hear or find out in the next uh, 10 weeks. In Exodus 20, it starts off with this statement. It says there, God spoke all these words. You know, it was God Himself who is the speaker and who is the source of these commands. God spoke all these words, therefore, they have lasting moral authority. Now, all of us understand, you know, uh, we, we, we grew up with the Ten Commandments. Lahat tayo, you know, we were made to recite it. We were made uh, to, uh, to understand that this was given by God Himself. We acknowledge the name of God, but sometimes, you know, we, we, we tend not to obey. We tend not to obey this. We do not really recognize His authority. God spoke all these words and then therefore, we don't have to wonder about His intentions. Unlike the rules that I give out at home, sometimes, you know, even my wife is already wondering, why is my husband giving such rules? She doesn't know my intentions. She's been wondering. But when God speaks, when God has spoken, you know, of His word, 
definitely we don't have to wonder or to think about it. God also spoke these words, therefore we must take all of them with complete or absolute seriousness. These are the Ten Commandments. These are not just some, you know, some words that have been joined together just for the sake of writing it. Just for the sake of coming up, you know, with, with sets of, of, of rules and regulations and commands. But God spoke of them. God spoke all these words and then therefore we must give, give these words our primary attention. You know, as a people, we also have that tendency of not minding rules. Yung simpleng traffic rule lang eh. We don't mind it. Bawal tumawid. You know, you cannot cross in this part. But what, diba, is it, is it because that we are Filipinos? I, I don't know. We, we, we understand naman the language. You know, we are able to read. We are able to understand. Hindi tayo sumusunod. Hindi tayo sumusunod kung ano sinasabi sa batas. But these are the Ten Commandments of which we should give our primary attention. Let us go through the Ten Commandments. The first commandment says that you shall have no other gods before me. The second commandment says that you shall not make for yourself an idol. The third commandment says that you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. The fourth commandment says, remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. The fifth commandment says, honor your father. Honor your father and your mother. The sixth uh, tells us that you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, you shall not covet. The tenth commandment tells us not to covet. The se- seventh commandment tells us not to covet. <laughs> All right. We have to understand as well, you know, what are some of the purposes why the commandments was written. Number one, it says that God gave the law as the moral standard of living. The law is a guide of how man can live more abundantly. Is that statement right? You know, that we can be able to live a life that is abundant, you know, by following the unchanging perfections of the nature of God as revealed in the moral law. Now for me, one of the commandments that I am really taking hold of, of course, it's not because that I only obey this command, but one command that is important to me is honoring the parents. Honoring the parents. We give a stress to this, you know, when, whenever that we would do weddings. When we, I would officiate weddings, I would, you know, just remind the couple, remind everyone, regardless of your age, honor your father and mother, for this is... The first command with the promise. What will happen? It will go well with you and that you may enjoy a good life here on earth. Secondly, God gave the law to restrain or to prevent human evil. In Exodus 20.20, Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. Now, there's a great understanding in the human conscience that when we do wrong, that there are certain consequences to be paid. God has built into us this fear of judgment 
And then therefore, the Ten Commandments have exerted a great moral influence in society by restraining evil. Which now leads me to the third point, uh, third purpose. It says here that God gave the law to show man's awful sinfulness in his moral distance from him. The law shows man how far we fall short of God's requirements. It mentions in James 2.10, James 2.10, that uh, forever keeps the whole law, but fails in one point, has become accountable for all of it. Therefore, we cannot only be choosy on which to obey and which not. The fourth one says that God gave the law for man to see his need for a Savior. You know, the law, the commandments, was not given as something to convict us para pagiltihin tayo, but it really uh, allows us to see how sinful man is and how we are in dire need of a Savior. It's just like looking at a mirror. Diba? When you look at the mirror and you see that you are, your, your face is dirty, you know, that the mirror cannot clean up your face. Hindi mo naman pwedeng kunin yung salamin tapos ganun mo yun. Diba? Hihilamos mo. You know, but it shows you, it tells you, it tells you that there is something wrong with your face and it tells you that you need to do something. You need to shave. You need to soap your face. Facial wash na lang pala. Baka magka-pimples. Diba? But it exposes everything. And we need a Savior. Galatians 3.24 tells us that therefore the law has become our tutor. Tutor. Our guardian. It has become our schoolmaster to lead us to Christ so that we may be able to be justified by faith. Today, we're going to talk about the first commandment. The first commandment is, you shall have no other gods before me. I just mentioned earlier that, yes, we all grew up in a, uh, you know, um, uh, coming out from schools and, 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 and having us uh, recite and memorize the Ten Commandments. But again, I'd like to ask this question that do we really understand the commandments? Do we see them as parang we, our, our, our response will always be ang dami namang bawal? Do these commandments really hurt us? Exodus 20 uh, verses 2 to 3 tells us that I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery. And then this goes on to say that you shall have no other gods before me. Just to give a, a, a quick background of the story why God came up with the, uh, such commandments is that He has so much love for His people. He loves the people of Israel. You know what happened before? The people of Israel, they migrated in Egypt. But somehow, they were uh, just so consumed with what was there and what was happening there. Somehow, uh, just like us, di ba, parang tayo, we have all these complaints. And then when God you know, allows us to go to our own Egypt, just thinking that dito yung abundance, dito talaga yung life of abundance, here is the place where we are going to be blessed. Pero ang nangyayari is that you know, we heard it wrong. 
we sometimes feel that this is already the place of abundance, but it will keep us in captivity. In the same way that the Israelites, you know, they were already slaves to the Egyptians. The Egyptians had, had a new king, you know, after the time of, uh, of, of Joseph. See, Joseph, the son of Jacob. And when Joseph died, you know, the new king did not know about him. And more people were migrating in Egypt. And the Egyptians were just so afraid that they planned on doing something. Sabi nila, pahirapan natin itong mga to. Let's make them slaves. Let us make them slaves. This commandment is very important. You miss out on this commandment, you will for sure, we will all for sure miss out on the second to the tenth commandment. Martin Luther tells us that the first commandment is the first commandment because it is the first commandment. That is how important it is. Ang kulit niya, di ba? Parang just to make us really understand and realize it is the first commandment because it is the first commandment. Let us dissect the scripture which we have uh, read earlier. Exodus 2, the first part, where God was saying that I am the Lord your God. Pastor Ryan, you know, when he read the scripture, uh, reading the I am, you know, just merely telling the people that, hey, I am, this is me. People listen to God. People listen to Him. God is the final authority. God is sovereign. He's telling us here, I am the Lord your God. It talks about the distinction. His distinction from Him being the real God from the other false gods that we have in this world. You know, at that time, people were really just so frustrated that they, you know, uh, made themselves carved images. They made themselves idols because they wanted something, another person, another God, another stone, another image to help out God. But God says, I am the Lord your God. In the Hebrew translation, the word Lord, all in capital letters, means or is Yahweh. And the word God, the name God there, is Elohim. When the Bible describes Yahweh, it means that is the name of God. Elohim means that He is the one true God. So if we are going to read this scripture again, I am Yahweh, your one true God. And that already gives us, you know, a clear uh, indication that indeed God, our Father, God Yahweh, is distinct from the gods whom we know, from the gods whom we, so to speak, serve in this world. First things first. First commandment. It sets the tone for the rest of the commandments. We cannot, we cannot break the other commandments before breaking the first. And again, we just don't realize that probably even today, na break na ho natin yung first commandment. Some of the things, you know, God being distinct from the rest of the gods of the world is that God is knowable. He is knowable 
in John 17, uh, 3, Jesus said that the eternal life was found in knowing in Him. Um, and knowing the only one true God. There's indeed a uniqueness, a uniqueness about this God whom we are serving. He exists in such a way that we can know things about Him and come to know Him personally because our God, Yahweh, He is a relational God. But while we never fully know Him, we can never fully know Him, we can personally know Him. That's the reason why Jesus you know, said this in John 17.3. Eternal life was only found in knowing Him and knowing our only one true God. God is also unchangeable. He is unchangeable. God is unchangeable in His being. He is unchangeable in His attributes. He is unchangeable in His purposes and in His promises. The psalmist in Psalm 102 tells us that God is the same and His years, they have no end. God also affirms that when He, in reference to His attributes, says that He does not change, you know, He, he confirms it in Malachi 3.6. And He strongly tells us there that I, the Lord, do not change. The gods of this, this world, it leads us astray. They teach us selfish motives. The gods of this world teaches us to be prideful, prideful beings. We may change uh, also in our characters and in our attitudes, but God never changes in His nature. The next one is that God is spirit. God is in no way limited to a spatial location. Hindi hulang dito, not inside the room, not inside the venue, not inside Victory Alabang. Now, in John 4.24, it tells us also here that God is spirit. And those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Now, I don't know about you, but when, you know, Jesus told us about this, you know, He was not speaking. He, the, the, spirit, the word spirit here does not pertain to the Holy Spirit, but our spirit, our hearts, our pure devotion to Him. How do we worship our God? Do we need an image? Do we need to really see something? But do we worship Him with our heart? God is also love. In 1 John 4, 8, it tells us here, anyone who does not love does not know God. Because God is indeed love. You know, God eternally gives of Himself for the good of others. And then this eternal love finds its expression in God's self-giving love towards His children. Also in 1 John 4.10, it tells us here that in this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. To be the replacement, you know, for, for Him to take our place. You know, instead of us being punished, that is how God showed His love. For us, because God is, has loved us and He will, you know, love us for all eternity, we are able to freely give that love to others also. I guess that is how the, uh, how, how the commandments are made up of. The first four commandments, it talks about God's love for us. And the next six commandments, it talks about us 
you know, just extending that love to others as well. God works uh, all things. He works all things to the counsel of His will. That is mentioned in Ephesians 1.11. And then His will is the ultimate reason for everything that happens. It is the way God approves and determines to bring about every action. Every action necessary for the existence of an activity of Himself and in all creation. Now, this leads me to uh, why God brought the Israelites out of Egypt, and this was for His redemption. In verse 2, it tells us there that God brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place or the house of slavery. It talks about deliverance. It talks about salvation. You know, just going back even up to this time, at this time, you know, we are probably in our Egypt as well. And we have been enslaved. We have been trapped. We are in captivity of the things that uh, we are not aware of. Sometimes we do not know that our own Egypt are the very things that are around us. Is yung, yung possessions ba, yung man, money, is it really keeping us off from worshiping our one true God? Tayo ba enslaved even from the things that we are doing, the hobbies that we are into? You know, I have nothing against uh, people who are just enjoying their time, you know, having their hobbies. I do bike. But sometimes if we are not careful about even posting the things in Facebook, telling them that every day I ride my bike, it becomes already a God. It becomes something that we are entrapped with. Hindi pwede yun. Possessions, work, sometimes relationships. We need to, you know, just uh, process everything and think of it. You know, ito ba, is it taking away already my attention and my full uh, devotion to the Lord? Think about these things. We have been enslaved in our own Egypts. You know, however we may call it, you know, God is wrathful towards these things. Because these things, they might cause us to sin as well. Because sin is any failure to conform to the moral law of God, you know, in our acts, in our attitudes, and even in our nature. We are also all aware that when there is sin, you know, it disrupts anything. Don't you just notice that when people are into sin, you know, parang they are just so distracted, hindi na nila alam, you know, just, they just don't know anymore what to say, how to act. Sometimes they just don't show up. You have a meeting, you've called for a victory meeting, a victory group meeting, but, but because one person is somehow guilty of, of, uh, of a sin, you know, his tendency is just to back off. But God wants us all out from our slavery, from our Egypt, He has given us His redemption. He has provided for us freedom. Problem with the, with the Israelites at the time, when, when God commanded them to just move out of Egypt and into the promised land, instead of taking them just a few days, it took them years. The problem with the Israelites is that is found in this statement. It took God only one night to take the Israelites out of Egypt. But the problem was, it took them 40 years to take out Egypt out of the Israelites. 
So sometimes parang bakit ba tayo? Why are we uh, you know settling from the things of the past? Why are we settling from 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 the old way of life? Why are we settling, you know, with with the so-called comfort zone that we had before even though we knew that it was not the will of God? We might be having problems. God has already redeemed us. We have already received His salvation. But the problem is at this time, in the process of sanctification, there is no change. There's no change. And people would also tend, we would also tend to say that those days were still better. You mean the days when we were still unbelievers? Mas better pa daw yun. But God wants a change in us. God wants to redeem us. God wants us to, you know, to be once again into that light. You know, not any more of us going back into darkness. But despite all our hard-headedness, He still continued on to pursue us. You know, it says there in Romans 5.8 that despite us being sinners, see Christ died for us. Again, another thing that we cannot do for ourselves. None of us, you know, can save ourselves from, from the bondage of sin. None of us can even just save ourselves into, and, and even say that I will be able to go to heaven. Di ba parang papano kaya mangyayari yun? How is it going to happen? That is impossible. Not unless we allow God to move in our midst. A few verses that I'd like to show to you from Isaiah. That God declaring that He is God. He is Yahweh. Isaiah 46 tells us that He is the Lord. I am the Lord. And God has called us out in righteousness. That He will take us by the hand and will keep us. The Lord will give us a covenant for the people, a light for the nations. In Isaiah 43.3, it tells us here that, For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. He is our Savior. Isaiah 43.11 also tells us that, I am the Lord, and besides me, there is no other Savior. There is no one else. No one else who will be able to bring us where we are supposed to be. Isaiah 43.5 tells us that, I am the Lord, and there is no other besides uh, no other besides me there is no other god you know god took out the israelites from the land of slavery and in the same way god is taking us out into that land our land of slavery and leading us into a promised land god desires freedom for all of us but the question is are we one with him on this are we aligning ourselves with Him? One scripture that you know, I, I commonly share when, when we do some parenting sessions, and then this is really very important. I tell the parents that God is also bringing to you into a new land, into a new season. And for us to be able to, so to speak, you know, receive His blessings, these are just the very things that we need to do. The commandments, the statutes, the rules of the Lord that the Lord uh, that He has commanded us, that we may be able to do them in the land to which we are going over to possess it. In other words, when Moses was leading the Israelites out of Egypt, sabi niya simply lang. This is only a simple thing that you need to do. You know, I am going to deliver to you God's God's message. These are His instructions, and all you have to do is just to obey them. In verse two, it says that you may fear the Lord your God who you and your son and your son's son. 
by keeping all His statutes and all His commandments which I command you. All the days of your life and all the days that you may be long. I'm thinking generationally. I just hope you know, that everyone also prays that they will think generationally. This is not only for us, but this is also for the future generations, the generations that will be coming after us. What if diba, that at, at one point, yes, we are receiving you know, that salvation. We, yes, we are receiving that freedom. Pero parang if we are just keeping it to ourselves, the sayang naman, useless naman yun. We should be teaching as well these things to our children. If we are going to uh, you know, go on to, to the rest of the scripture from verses 4 to 9, uh, also Moses tells the Israelites to recognize that there is only one God. That we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. The things that they have learned, the things that we have learned are to be upon our hearts. That we are to teach these things to our children. You know, whether we sleep, whether we wake up, whether we eat, whether we walk, anything, you know, and everything that we do with our kids. Just teach them the ways of the Lord and who He is. A legacy an inheritance that we need to pass on to the next generations. Other religions encourages the people. Other religions encourages the congregation to strive unceasingly. You know, this is where yung, uh, you just do good works. You know, okay lang yan. You can try again next time. Maybe you can do this. Maybe you can do that. You know, don't you just get tired of doing things on your own. Probably, uh, we, we can be able to, yes, accomplish something. Pero the reality is, it doesn't last. Mapapagod din tayong lahat. And sometimes as Christians, we apply the same principle. Just strive unceasingly. Just do whatever you need to do. You know, yun naman daw yun eh. But it's never written in the Bible that we should work for our own salvation, that we should work for our own selves. But God tells us to cease striving. That's what He mentions in Psalm 46.10 in the NASB version. For us to cease striving because He is God. God is God. I'll just move on to the third point and last point. In verse 3, here's now where it comes when the Lord commands us to have no other gods before Him. It leads us to our devotion to Him. You know, when we talk about devotion, it means that we should give our all or most our, of our time, our resources to God. We have no other attention. We have given our full attention and our praise and, and, and uh, adoration, you know, our worship to the Lord. You know, sometimes people also have become whom they uh, have become whom they worship, because some people uh, worship stones, idols, things that do not have breath, things that do not ha- do not see, that do not hear. Diba parang it's just so hard to come before an image or an idol whom you know will not respond to you. God is someone whom we do not see, but he, we know that when we talk to Him, He is going to respond to us. Scripture also tells us that you know, some people, they worship idols. They worship idols. You know, as, as another help, parang katulong na lang ito ni Lord. We will just add up 
you know, some other stones, some other images, some other idols to you, Lord. Because ang tagal mo eh. But what if your situation really, you know, it, it, you're just so hard up. Whom do we really call to? Whom do we really pray to? Our devotion should be only to the Lord. That is a very strong commandment that He has mentioned to us that we shall have no other gods before Him. In John 4, uh, verse 22, it tells us that, that you worship what you, uh, what you do not know. But He was telling this woman, but we worship what we do know. In Matthew 4.10, Jesus again, uh, as, as He was being tempted by the enemy, He was just commanding, you know, He commanded the enemy and He said, Be gone! Be gone, Satan! For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve Him only. Every time that we would reach, reach to a point that we are being tempted, what do we do? Do we allow the enemy to speak to us? Do we allow the enemy to deceive us? Do we allow the enemy to speak lies you know, into our hearts and to our heads? We speak the word. We can command the enemy uh, just to leave, be gone, because we do worship our one and only true God. Matthew 26:39 Just one of the situations or one situation where Jesus Jesus himself was caught up you know just in his I, I was just thinking this is just me now probably in his human state probably in his human mind having a human heart he was telling the heavenly father he was really praying that father if it is possible let this cup pass from me you know, he was about to be crucified. He was about to face death, crucifixion. Pero his heart of devotion was to our Heavenly Father. And he continued on to say, Nevertheless, not as I will, Lord, but as you will. If there are certain situations that, you know, it, it's, it's really causing us so much stress, what do we do? What kind of prayer do we say? Your bills are piling up payments are piling up tuition fees you are in need of tuition fees school is coming up i-enroll ninyo tatlong anak well, what is our what is our motive at that time do we go to people or do we go to God and continue on to devote ourselves to him are we still in a struggle are we all in a struggle? What do we need to be freed from? Lahat ho tayo, we are still probably in that Egypt. We are still probably in that situation where we just don't know what to do. But God has indeed saved us. He indeed saved us. If there are people who can make such movies, if there are people who can just come up with a dialogue, you know, the movie Taken, one of my favorite movies. But this is a story of a father, you know, who would just do anything and everything to save his daughter. He goes on to say, I do not know who you are, talking to the enemy. I do not know what you want. If you are looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have any money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. 
skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If that happened to me, if that happened to my family, probably it will be the same thing that I will be doing. I don't have skills. I don't have money. Lagot ka sa akin pag nahanap kita. If you let my daughter go now, that will be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. Scary. It is indeed scary. Because these words come from human beings. Come from a human heart. You know, God has probably a similar line. God has probably a, a, a similar inten- intention. For most of us, or probably all of us, we were once lost. We were once taken by the enemy. But His words are simple. Even through the Lord Jesus Christ, if there are certain words that we need to meditate on, simply, simply these words. In John 9.5, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. In John 10.7, He tells us that I am the door of the sheep. In John 11.25, it tells us there that I am the resurrection and the life. It was cut off, but Jesus also tells us that I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. If we need an, an access, parang it will again it will just be so hard for us to make ourselves our own access key into the presence of the Lord. All He demands of us, if that is the word, all He asks of us is to give our full attention and devotion to Him. Our recognition that there is only one God. Because apart from Him, there are no other gods. The one true God that we serve gives us life. The one true God that we serve, we will worship. The one true God that we will serve, we will adore, we will bow down to, we will sing to, we will rejoice to. But the gods of this world will not be able to help us. Lord, just allow us allow us to completely understand that apart from you there are indeed no other gods. We may have looked at other idols. We may have prayed to the wrong people or to the wrong images. But we come to you, Lord God, in repentance. Following the first commandment will be the key for us to be able to successfully obey the rest of the commandments. Lord, we just thank you that with your undying love, unselfish love, that even while we were still sinners, that you will continue on just to pour out everything 
that is your nature that is your very heart you alone are God indeed you are good